0: All right, everyone. Uh, Welcome back to episode 42 of Make Friends Radio. I am joined today by my old friend, uh, Katie Marks. Katie is uh, one of the people that helped me through my fitness journey quite some time ago. She was an important role in that, and uh, we've become friends uh, ever since then. She was always one of those people that would encourage me at the gym when I was feeling uh, extra thick and uh, needing to get my work on, so uh, happy to have her here. And I wanted to bring her today because Katie is an important voice in Sacramento and a local entrepreneur, a business owner. She's also the head waxer at Beehive Waxing that she owns. Katie's a strong voice for body comfort and women empowerment in Sacramento. And like many of the other people, or small business owners, I should say, in Sacramento, she's been drastically impacted by the Rona. So we're gonna talk about her new location today, her employees and how they have, uh, suffered as a result of this herself and, uh, all those type of things. Did I catch everything?
1: <laughs> yeah. I love talking about myself. So this is <laughs> here for this.
0: Wonderful. So is there anything that I missed? Uh, you want to say hello to everyone?
1: Hi, I'm Katie and I own Beehive Waxing in Sacramento. Um, do you want, I guess I could t- talk to you about Beehive. Yeah, please. I mean, so
0: what? what is Beehive and what does it mean to you? I mean, is it, uh, where did the idea come from? What is it? What can people expect? That kind of thing.
1: So Beehive is a waxing studio first and foremost. Um, I've been a waxer for 10 years okay. and I started in New York City and moved to California I uh, had to get my cosmetology license um, once I moved to this state. And um, I did hair for a couple of years, but it really just wasn't my jam.
2: Sure.
1: Um, and went back to full-time waxing. And I worked for um, Sleek Wax Bar in Midtown for uh, two and a half years. Um, I, actually, my best friend Gina owns it now and is my mentor. And with her help, I have opened up Beehive Waxing, We are um, a body positive, um, inclusive wax studio. I mean, that's essentially what we do. And as we have grown and added on other waxers, I say we, I mean me. (laughs) um, I have grown and have just really fell into body empowerment, um, body positivity, normalizing, waxing, education, teaching people how to take care of their skin, even if they aren't waxing. Oh. Um, a lot of people apologize to me when they they see me and they're like, Oh my God, my brows. Oh my God. They're like, so it, they're always apologizing for something that I look like. And for me, it's not about waxing. That should, just happens to be my career.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but I just want you to feel good in your body and good in your skin. And if that's having hair if that's removing hair uh through waxing sugaring threading shaving trimming i'm here for it i just want you to feel good in our in our establishment and in my room and on my table and know that i've got you you know like it's an intimidating thing to walk into a space and have to undress in front of someone that you don't know very well that's, just yet. That's an interesting point. Yeah. So
0: I know that there is a lot of kind of insecurities that come along with the, the trade, and I'm sure you have to yeah. see that on a, on a regular basis. What is What do you typically do to combat that and make someone feel uh, welcome, guys and girls, by the way?
1: Yeah, I wax men and women. I actually specialize in men's bikini services. I would say that as someone who has a lot of anxiety, um, especially around things that you've never done before, it's really important to. Um, I, every single step in Beehive is used to make you feel comfortable. From the moment you walk in my door, um, it was important that my lobby feel more residential than commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, from the incense and the um, essential oils that we diffuse. It's very specific. Uh, we have Hannah at the front desk and Hannah is um, the first face you see and they are just all smiles and the customer service is there. Okay. Um, and then as soon as we take you to the back, um, it's all about explaining everything you're doing. A lot of people being nervous uh, is because they don't know what happens in a waxing room. And um, we use Instagram. We do live Brazilian waxes. I do live Brazilian waxes with my friend Kay on Instagram when we could do waxing. And um, I'm walking you through every step. I'm cueing you with breath. Um, Beehive is also a place where we don't apologize for um our bodies for sweating for having a period um for having discharge you know all those words that make you uncomfortable
0: who me (laughs)
1: yeah we don't apologize for those things in beehive um and i think i um try to just lead with the emotion you want people to have and that is um really how i just deal with it uh i think people trust me from you can i exude this knowledge and education and teaching them how to take care of their skin and i really feel like first-time waxers are my favorite um just getting them getting y'all because i know you haven't waxed either how do
0: you know that i could be a pro
1: Mm. (laughs) me i guess we aren't that tight then sir but um really just getting people to feel comfortable enough to let me wax them. And then learning that I I have them. I have the capacity to hold space for these people as they go through what they're about to go through. And And then you know the skill, the skill is what gets them through a wax.
0: I guess that's the difference between uh, crying and feeling comfortable, right? How that hair comes out.
1: I mean, some people are crying anyway. I feel like, Beehive sometimes
0: is a therapy session. Chaz yeah. uh, <laughs> talks about when she uh, goes in for those type of sessions, uh, she has conversations that I guess I could see how, how it could be very therapeutic. So
1: Yeah. I mean, when you're in a vulnerable position, you're going to say things that you wouldn't normally say.
0: True, true, true. So, I mean, obviously there's been quite a bit of success with Beehive. I think you just moved to a, a bigger location. Uh, which I happen to know very well because for like eight years I lived at the Elms Apartments right across the street from your new location.
1: Yeah, so you know it well. Shout yeah, out to we the just Elms. Moved to, uh, shout out to the Elms. We just moved. Um, I've basically moved from a ten by ten room um, where I was me and another waxer, uh, Rachel, uh, my that? first employee. Uh, It's on X and 27th. -hmm. It was in like this old Victorian style house with other businesses. Um, And Rachel and I were working seven days a week and we were just splitting the time. If I was there, we would just switch back Mm -hmm. and forth. Um, And we got to a point where we were both fully booked and literally had zero time to work more in our space. Uh, And I decided it was time to get a bigger space and I went, I went big. So now we have a 1600 square foot space. Um, I have, there's three of us waxers. We have a nail artist, her uh, Instagram is Taylor Nailed It. And we have a permanent makeup artist. (laughs) That's a good name. Um, Yeah. Uh, And then we have a permanent makeup artist. Uh, Grace Aesthetics is in the building also and Hannah not just waxing
0: that's a, a bevy of cool services
1: I know so then we have Hannah and then my good friend Kay uh runs the Volva witch and she is doing vulva photography in my space and we aren't there so that's a whole nother episode that but certainly sounds doing like doing it's one episode of, <laughs> <laughs> So you're on there.
0: 28th and you now right
1: we are on 28th and you, um, and right now we obviously cannot be open, but we are doing in-store shopping days every Saturday, where I'm just basically bringing in local makers, mm-hmm. and I prefer, like, with, with um, preference to queer and BIPOC,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, local makers that need a place to sell their goods. We're all struggling right now, and it's just my, I just want to give back and give people a space to sell their goods
0: for sure yeah is it the the very corner building
1: yeah so the building is four units Mm. and beehive occupies two of them
0: sweet you know what that used to be before you moved in
1: i do a seedy massage parlor (laughs) i do know that Yeah, there
0: would be some funny fellows coming out of that place uh Uh,
1: no doubt i live there i mean there still is (laughs)
0: That's hilarious. So, I mean, in terms of growth, obviously you have some, some really cool stuff going on with your business, trying to yeah. adapt. Um, what's the, the growth plan look like? I mean, do you kind of plan to primarily keep it waxing or do you want to expand to hair and other type things? Um,
1: I want to give the opportunity to other women to grow in what they do in the beauty industry and actually, I hope to buy the building that we're in and turn the other spaces into other female owned businesses.
0: That's cool. So, kind of like a yeah. not a co op, but something to that effect where everyone yeah. kind of contributes a bit. That's pretty sweet. A collective of
1: collective. sorts. Collective.
0: I think that's the term. Yeah,
1: not the word we were looking for. Yeah, so much better. Yeah. So, before
0: we jump into the kind of negative impacts that we were talking about a little bit earlier. What made yeah. you kind of take that initial step, right? I mean, it's, it's kind of got to be somewhat scary to venture off onto your own, especially not expecting what we're dealing with now. Why did you, or what helped you to make that decision from going from working for someone to then becoming an employer yourself?
1: Um, it is scary. I would say for me, it was the financial need. Um, when you work for someone, it really should just be a stepping stone Mm -hmm. into the next step. Um, So I had been working for other people for all these years and um, I financially needed to make, I in my personal life needed to make more money. Mm -hmm. I was going through a divorce and I needed to be able to pay my own rent and health insurance. So I needed to make more money and it just wasn't going to be at that place. Um, And I talked to Gina, seriously, get you a boss that wants you to move on Mm -hmm. and wants to see you grow. Um, And she really, really walked me through every single thing I needed to know to open my own business. And I think it's important to surround yourself with people who believe in you Mm -hmm. and um, want to see you grow and support you um, in any way they can. You know, like having a best friend who's not only in the same industry as you, but could be considered competition and being able, it, it just shows that we have the ability to coexist in this city that loves its local shopping sure, and, and, and local and still vendors. Be yeah, there's enough people to go around and I think um sometimes in this industry uh people forget that there are enough people in the city to go around and there's I will
0: say it probably isn't only in that industry. I think most professions actually yeah. have jobs that yeah. don't have quite the experience that you did where even in some cases where they're afraid to even tell you, hey, you did a good job because then that makes you feel more valuable to them and they can't take advantage of you. That type of thing happens wow. in the work world yeah. so much. So to hear that you had such a positive mentor and role
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, Gina killer. was amazing. Shout and out, Gina. that's what I wanna be you you like wanna I want to do that for other women. And I think when you ask like what's in store for Beehive, I really wanna start doing like business chats. Um, I already teach people, I already do training and waxing, but I feel like um, I want to do more training in like small business owning and just the beauty industry and how to succeed in it, because you're right. I have had a lot of growth and Beehive has only been open for like two and a half years and six months of it have been quarantined at this point. (laughs) So um, I have had a lot of success and want to share that, share my knowledge with others. It's, um, what i've learned about my growth is that i um i do it out of necessity and I, I don't know if that's always a good thing but i started beehive because i needed more income and then i hired my first employee because i need i didn't want to work more hours but had the need for, for yeah. more appointment and then now we've moved into this new location because we couldn't make any more money. We couldn't see any more people. So there was no choice, but to grow a problem too. uh, Yeah. (laughs) And then just needing the support of your community. I have a a tight group of girlfriends, well, human friends that um, really uplift and support in ways that I know not everybody has. And I feel extremely lucky for that too. And then a partner who, you know, humbles me and puts up with me. Shout
0: outs to that man. Shout out to that. Man. <laughs> so, you know the the last thing I want to say before we move into the the troubles that that you've been presented with as a small business yeah. owner in this strange, strange time. Uh, congratulations on your new spot. It looks awesome. <laughs> the Thanks. artwork on the wall is pretty sweet.
1: Yes, yes. Yaz yes. is
0: forever talking about you. So, uh,
1: oh yeah. Good stuff. Yeah.
0: So let's get to the nitty gritty. You know, the, it. the the nasty. In this day and age, it's it's pretty fair to assume that most people, especially small businesses, are struggling as a result of COVID-19. Uh, had a huge impact on people's lives and businesses. Can you tell us a little bit about your personal struggle with COVID-19 and, and what it's meant and, more importantly, what it's done to you and kind of where you are with it?
1: Uh, yeah, I think that... Um, Consumers of the beauty industry forget that we're like humans mm-hmm. that um, have feelings. So uh, when I talk about this, I don't want anyone to feel like they're just a body on my table because missing my clients is like not being able to see my people is probably the hardest part. But um, I will say I uh, filed for unemployment and did not get it um <laughs> did not get a stimulus check because beehive made too much money which yay but fuck. yeah um matt and i are both in industries that got shut down together and so we are both very unemployed um matt fortunately got unemployment so that was a plus um, and then I re when they opened up our unemployment for small business owners, I reapplied again mm-hmm. and I started getting 150, $150. I never got the 600 ever. $150 so
0: $150 um, was the total that you were getting. Yeah. What was that supposed to do? Yeah.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> as she looks off to the left,
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to uh, help me support other local restaurants and eat out i 'll tell you that yeah
0: no, I'm so um, and, and that was one of the things is that that six hundred dollars is supposed to go back into the economy, but how many people actually spent that or spent it back on the economy or used it to actually pay their rent as opposed to what it was intended?
1: For? yeah, I mean, I feel extremely lucky that Matt and I are in a place in our personal lives mm-hmm. that we have we have savings and we have a roof over our head, we live in a home um we could use our savings to pay our mortgage we we are extremely lucky compared to most of the people in the beauty and service industry going through this um i did apply for a ppp loan and got it but it was just enough to pay um one month's rent on my new space where i quadrupled my rent jeez (laughs) um and to put myself back on payroll so and essentially pay my payroll for myself helps me pay my mortgage my health insurance which is five hundred and thirty dollars a month
0: Jeez.
1: and to feed me i mean and to feed these wonderful dogs i have so i would say i was greatly impacted by this just financially. And then moving into a space where you put tens of thousands of dollars into curating this beautiful space that you are so excited to move into, where permits can't even be finished to finish my walls yet, because the city shut down. And um, having three employees, two renters, I mean, I have a team that I'm trying to support at the same time. And it's I would say I was greatly impacted.
0: Yeah, I would say you're greatly impacted as well. I mean, so what yeah. a kind of a dark question and I feel bad almost asking it. I mean, what does the future look like? You know, I mean, what is, what is the next step? If this goes two years, what happens next? Obviously I don't think it'll do uh, that.
1: No, I don't know. I feel like, um, it's tough because we, Like literally we go to cosmetology school and aesthetic school, but specifically cosmetology school I went to for 1600 hours where they basically only teach you sanitizing and disinfecting things. And then your entire test is literally the same thing They we are taught to disinfect and sanitize. And I can't tell you how many times I've talked to future SDS and future Cosmos that are like, I never learned waxing. They don't teach us anything. We didn't learn this. We, like you have to go and do continuing education after school, no matter what, because truly they're only teaching you how to clean things. So to tell us that we are less safe than, um, you know, the grocery store or a restaurant or even to go as far as to tell us to work outside where we can't even control the environment around mm-hmm. us. It's so insulting. Like, fuck you. Right. Honestly. Like how, I don't know. We, it's like all we know how to do is keep things clean.
0: Yeah, It's a tough position, so, you know, because I mean, we, we're in this... <sighs> situation that we don't know how to deal with um, information is somewhat questionable here and there for the most part I feel like there's a lot of truths that are out there and I feel like we do have to do our part but at the same time at, at what point do people have to give up everything for I don't know I feel like I'm saying that kind of wrong because I, I I do think it's important to follow all the guidelines and everything but
1: yeah I see I mean- my friends
0: go through you know, turmoil.
1: I think that what's really important, there's a lot of salons right now in Sacramento, um, collecting numbers of, uh, how many people they saw. So we were allowed to be open. Salons were allowed to be open for six weeks Mm -hmm. and, um, all the other beauty services open later than that. Uh, we were allowed three weeks before we were shut down again. So, um, there are salons out there right now that are collecting data. Like how many clients did you see, How many stylists were there Mm -hmm. and how much, how many COVID cases were there? And it's zero. I mean um, it, it's if if we are following the protocols, we are not giving everyone COVID, you Mm -hmm. know? Uh, I think there's a stylist in um, I want to say they were in the Bay. Don't quote me on it though, guys. Um, That, Two stylists, both tested positive, worked not knowing they were positive and saw a certain amount of people mm. and didn't pass it on to any of them because they were following all, our, all of our new protocol with masks, with, you know, shields and all the other shit they have us doing now. It's working. So why not let us use it?
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I empathize. Uh, I just it's, it's hard to know where you're supposed to stand in... In this day and age, I mean, I I know it absolutely blows for you guys. Um, I just I don't know where I stand. I mean, you know, I wish I wish I could say something more powerful to you. Uh, Oh, but yeah,
1: yeah. I feel like um, the hardest part for me. I know that we all want to open, and some people we all have our own our own shit going on right now. We have our own problems and our own issues going on in our life. And uh, we're trying to save our salons and save our livelihood. And I feel like, of course I want to open, but I want to open safely. Like it's still a pandemic. Yeah. So I think what people need to understand is like, there's a lot of people out there seeing people uh, quietly and, um, at first, I was angry, and um, I think as this pandemic has gone on now five months, I've I've moved removed myself from that feeling and realized I was jealous. I was jealous that I wasn't that I didn't have the nerve to do it, and um, it's we've gotten to a place where there. I'm resentful to the governor because he's put us in a position where we have to be angry with people in our own industry Uh and turn against each other. And um, I feel like it's tearing people apart to have to make these decisions. I don't want to have to make, so there's um, open, open, safe Sacramento. There's a group of, there's a salon owner in the Bay Area who, on August 17th, is saying she's opening no matter what. She's decided she is saying "fuck you" to the man. We're doing this, and we're going to do it safely. Mm-hmm. And she has created this this initiative with, and she has a website. And you sign this waiver, and you um, that you're following all these protocol, and you're up- uploading pictures of what your new protocol R and like your PPP, Mm -hmm. your PPE, and like showing all these pictures of what you're doing. And um, she's created like a GoFundMe. So consumers of our industry can donate to, if we get fines, if we get jail time, like all these things, it's so scary. And I was thinking that I might open up and do it and like, take a stand against it. And the more I've been thinking about it all week, it's like, am I willing to like, what if someone makes an example out of beehive and I lose my license or Mm -hmm. it's just scary that, like I could do it quietly, but then it's like, what's the point? I I know personally
0: that you're trying to do the right thing. I mean, I've I've seen you talk about it. I
1: am such a rule follower. It's crazy. I hate it. For
0: anyone that's listening, you know, she is not downplaying the Rona whatsoever. Uh, But we have to take into account just what is happening to people's livelihoods. I mean, as you heard, $150 is not really going to feed anybody. Where else is that supposed to come from? I I think all that we can ask of, of everyone is just do your part to keep people safe. We wouldn't be in this position if you guys would just stand six feet apart from each other or wear a mask and, you know, not try to talk about your liberties or whatever it might be do the right thing help us get back open help my friends here get back into uh their jobs
1: oh yeah you can say i'm spreading
0: lies and that i'm part of the the system trying to to hold you down but
1: i mean if you need me to tell these people to put on their fucking masks i will like please put on your mask i don't care if you feel like it's not doing anything just just do it uh, the analogy i like to
0: make is if if i was going to fart in your face would you rather i was wearing underwear or not Real talk, like, I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah, you want me bare but, ass
0: right in your nose or do you want a piece yeah, of I
1: mean, I have been very fortunate not to have anyone walk into my building and fight me on mm-hmm. it, but I think it's because I make it very clear how I feel and um, I have very clear boundaries of what I expect from my clients and people that enter my establishment. And um, if you want to disrespect that in my space, it, I mean, it's not going to fly. No, that's on you. Um, So I feel very fortunate that I haven't dealt with any Karens that feel like they need to tell me (laughs) what to do with my mask.
0: That's surprising. Sacramento seems to have a Karen rise.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I really like being transparent on Instagram and vulnerable has helped me cultivate an environment of like-minded people Mm -hmm. and, um, I try to be respectful of other people's beliefs. I've had some really great conversations with anti-maskers that um, want to tell me that they won't come back until they don't have to wear a mask, and and that's fine, you know, like that's your decision, and this is mine. This is this is my space. This is my business, right. and it, I haven't and had any. They're
0: not putting <laughs> anybody else at risk. They can choose to put people yeah. at risk elsewhere. When we have a an answer for all this come back.
1: Yeah. I just, um, I just don't have time for
0: it. Yeah, I mean, what, what this whole thing has exposed to me is just the blatant disregard for everyone, except yourself, yourself. Yeah. Like, it, it,
1: could you just step out of your bubble for a second? And I would literally
0: like do you? just about anything for anyone that needed it. And yeah. it's just so strange to me that such a simple request that could save someone's life. Um, you know, it's met with such like you can't control me, but if things like all lives matter.
1: Or uh, pro-choice.
0: Pro-choice. There you go, right? This is everyone deserves to live, right? So why are you doing your part to make sure that that doesn't happen?
1: And how can you tell us you want it? You want to be able to go out, but you don't want to make it safe for everyone to go out? Like you can't tell us you want us to open our our businesses and let you live, but you can't put on a fucking mask to make it, safe for us to do that
0: well i will tell you i, I understand your, your want to open it, and i really do appreciate the fact that you're taking it seriously and uh yeah. trying to do your part to do it correctly and not bend rules and, and do like some other people are so i do commend you on that
1: i do want to say that the people that are bending rules i i support you. Uh, we all have our decisions uh-huh. that we make and the reason that we make them. I um have personally like my choices are my personal choices and I don't want anyone to think that I would ever judge. I mean at first I was very angry but because it was cuz I was jealous, sure. honestly. Um so, you know, whether you're open, whether you're not, whether you're sneaking people in the back, whether you're cutting outside, whether you're cutting at home, whether you're waxing, you know, mobily, whatever the fuck you're doing, do you but please do it safely for sure so yeah
0: obviously this is a a struggling industry how can someone like myself or any of the listeners here help you and your industry what what can we do are there t-shirts we can buy are there gift cards we tell me what we could do
1: um i will say uh, supporting your people is super important especially on social media Um, listen to what they're telling you and what they're asking you to do. Um, A lot of people in our industry are telling you what they need. You just have to, just need to listen. Um, Telling us that we need to open, isn't it? Asking us if we're doing anything under the table, isn't it? If we are, we're going to reach out to you personally. Um, I would say um, for Beehive, I... Gift cards aren't really helpful. I don't know if other people in the industry feel that way. You know, you're spending money now, but when you do get to use it, we're going to all going to be screwed because we're not getting money in the future. Um, for beehive, we're doing in-store shop days where I am opening our lobby up to, to people to come in and shop beehive products and everything I support and any local makers that I can get in there. Um, That's really helpful. Um, Reposting, liking our pictures and our posts and interacting with us on social media, keeping us relevant is really important. Um, uh, I would say reaching out to our senator would be really cool. Urging them, like shouting us out on on Instagram is really nice, but I bet you Governor Newsom doesn't look at Instagram. (laughs)
0: Probably not.
1: You know, our senators aren't looking at Instagram. So I know our senator is um, Pan. I think that's his name, Pan. And he's a doctor. So I feel like if you wanna talk about numbers with him and our cases and how um, the beauty industry isn't contributing to this number, that would be really cool. Um, But really just showing your support in any way that we, we ask, you know, we're not asking you like you don't have to assume what we need because I guarantee you, if we need something, we're on Instagram asking for it, for sure, whether it's through a GoFundMe or uh, us selling products um, at the beginning, I was selling wax like that's how desperate I was to to pay my bills. I was selling people wax and teaching them how to wax at home. That's like a waxer's nightmare. <laughs> we don't want you guys waxing at home. We make that shit look so easy. like it's not. It's not, you don't need to be waxing your own vagina at home. Like
0: I wouldn't, but you need money, you need money,
1: you know? So, you know, listening to what we're selling, listening to what we're asking, remembering that this isn't about you. You know, like if one more person (laughs) texts me that they miss getting a Brazilian or they need to get waxed or they can't go another month like this, I don't want to hear it. We'll like, I don't want to go another month not paying my mortgage. Yeah.
0: Well, I feel for you, friend.
1: Was that yucky?
0: No, it wasn't. Yeah, it's yucky. real. I mean, I think uh, huh. people can relate to this conversation quite a bit, whether or not you agree with some of the things that we've said. I mean, it's real. Mm-hmm. E- everyone is having these type of conversations. They're not just doing it
2: yeah. publicly. We all have our stuff.
0: And if, if they are doing it publicly, they're usually being pretty <laughs> nasty to each other. Yeah, Yeah. so um, I've noticed yeah. one thing about your social media presence is that you are extremely positive to small businesses, to local creators, and have constantly gone through and talked people up, talked the little food services up. I think it's a really mm-hmm. solid thing to do and kind of a, a testament to your character, right, that, that you are willing to go yeah. to bat for other people. Is there anyone that you want to give a shout out to?
1: Wow. Wow. You're putting me on the spot like that. Um, I, first I want to say that, yes, small businesses are greatly loved in Sacramento and that makes it in the past, not pre COVID. It has made it really great for small businesses to succeed in our little beautiful city. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And it has been always, it has always been important to me to really stand behind, um, anything Beehive sells in its spot. Um, And that from the wax we use to the products we use, the products we sell, like every single product that I have in Beehive is something that I've tried, that all my employees have tried and that we know we can stand behind. And that has only grown into other services that I use. Um, you can be sure if I'm shouting someone out on Instagram, it's not because they asked me to, it's because I fucking believe in it. (laughs) So I would say that the people I'd like to shout out are, um, hmm. I want to start with Dr. Floyd. She is at Better Balance Acupuncture. She is a complete angel. She is, um the most wonderful human who specializes in anything, um, um, anything fertility, anything with um, menstrual health. And um, she has a whole Chinese herb line that I carry at Beehive and I love it. Um, I want to shout out, Wow, you really put me on the spot here.
0: And feel no pressure. One is good.
1: (laughs) No, I feel like I got to do more. I have a whole team. Like, really, I have a whole team of humans that stand around me. So let's start with the vulva witch. Um, That's my friend Kay. And she sells vulva-shaped incense holders and vulva earrings. And she is doing the vulva photography um, and just normalizing Normal bodies. Uh, if you are looking for someone who's going to talk body positivity, um, you should follow okay. K, um, and she's at the Vulva Witch. And then, oh man, really, I'm on the spot. If you want to know who I support, just follow me at B-Hype Waxing. There we
0: go, straight, straight <laughs> um, to the point. Because part. I
1: really, yeah, you know what? I'm going to plug myself. I support all women. Um, ooh, Foster Goodness um my friend cassie she makes uh our honey honey cleanser and a whole bunch of other goods that go like have just so much good intention that go into them um if you want to know who i support you should come to our in-store shop day on saturday
0: <laughs> so basically just big <laughs> up yourself
1: yeah um <laughs> if you want to know who i shout out you just gotta follow me like i really just am nonstop. stop that's with
0: it. absolutely fair So, one last question. Actually, I got two questions for you.
1: Okay, give it to me. First
0: is uh, when this is all over, what's something that's Sacramento centric that you miss doing that you cannot wait to do once COVID releases? Uh,
1: I miss live music so much, and I know you feel me on that. I just miss dancing with my friends, I miss music festivals. I just miss music. I miss like gathering during, like we missed our whole summer. Yep. Sacramento summers are the best. So I guess I cannot wait until next summer. Hopefully this isn't the same as this summer so that we can all stand around sweating together. Absolutely. And, and I miss like,
0: Twitch has been keeping me company from the, the live music standpoint, but uh, yeah, it only goes so far.
1: Yeah. Um, and I just miss like eating out and, experiencing good food with good people yeah
0: we are uh well known for that in the city so before we transition to the dj mix i just want to ask if you could put one positive message out there into the world
1: what would that be wow i know you were you told me you were going to ask me this and i should have thought of an answer Shit. um Um, have patience with yourself. Um, because we kind of are all we have it right now. So, uh, take care of yourself. Remember to drink lots of water, <laughs> um, and, uh, go take a bath and take care of yourself. Smoke a joint. Just do it.
0: There it is. Putting it all out on the table. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your time. Um, so yeah. where can everyone find you and all of those things that you're about, obviously I'll put it in the description of the episode as well. Where can they find you?
1: Um, You can find me on Instagram, usually crying and or yelling at y'all at beehive waxing. Uh, You, I mean, really, that's it. I don't use Facebook. Um, I don't tweet or anything. I don't do... TikTok, but I am very active on Instagram cool. and you can always find me at Beehive pretending I have stuff to do.
0: Sweet. Do you have a web store?
1: I do. You can uh, shop right from the link in my bio.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for your yeah. time. Really appreciate you stopping through on, on late notice.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me. I love Talking it.
0: Talking shop as uh, as grody as we had to let it get. And uh, yeah. yeah, just really appreciate that. So what we do now is we'll transition to the DJ mix uh, from my friend uh, Nolan, A.K.A. Leapier. He submitted a, wow. a pretty dope little number here, and uh, just excited for us to share this music with you. So please, everyone, welcome my friend Leapier.
2: I see. Sliz, sliz, schliz, schliz, slim,
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Make Friends Radio. Big shout outs to Katie Marks and to Leapier for the content this month. Uh, great story from Katie. Thank you for sharing your experiences with us. And thank you, Leap Year, for a super dope mix. And like always, I want to thank everyone for their continued support. And if you can, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, SoundCloud. If you are a Twitch user... Make Friends Radio is also on Twitch. So uh, please follow, like, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff, and we'll see you next time. Peace.